0: Hi, and welcome to m Square. Today, we have Mike Bloomfield from Techie geek as one of our co-hosts, Anthony Rapichulo from PR Scission, and I'm Dan Ryan from the Staten Island Media Group. Today, joining us is Homer Bush of the Staten Island Fairy Hawks. Welcome. Hey, thanks welcome. for having me. Welcome. welcome. So, typically, what we do on this podcast is we collaborate, talk about branding, building a brand in a local market, and uh, everything business-wise, family-wise, anything in between. So, uh, we typically start out with... Raps Rant, before we get into your story, so.
1: And now, for today's Raps Rant.
0: And I love the new I love the new intro. Raps I'm rant. loving it. I gotta learn how to do that. You don't
1: know Raps how to Raps do rant. the devil horn? I'm you? not good at that. You're not a rocker? No, I'm a good, good Catholic. <laughs> not a rocker, no
0: devil. <laughs> so we'll give music credit to David Cohen for that. Perfect, <laughs> I love it. And he actually wrote that, so thank you for that. That's important. It means a lot to me.
1: So, so what's the rap? So for today's Raps Rant, I want to talk a little bit about branding and endorsements as it relates to sports and or small businesses. So we all know that athletics and major sports teams spend millions and billions of dollars. But there's also a new segment of endorsements and marketing called influencer marketing. And last year, that segment of marketing garnered about $16.5 billion. And now that gives small mom and pop businesses and local businesses access to big stages, big audiences. So my, my thought is to just riff a little bit on what you think about influencer marketing, what
0: you think about brand marketing, and do you think if it's worth it? What do you think? What are you guys talking about? Just- well, the change, right? The platform changed. The, the ability to to become famous overnight or go viral or be able to, to have somebody that you don't even know possibly walk into your bagel shop or your, your pizzeria, and then all of a sudden you got a line down the block. Right, so it tapped into a different market, but it's smart because it, it followed the viewers, it followed the eyeballs, right? So you're always going to have your your big brand endorsements, right? Your clothing lines, your the Michael Jordan effect, the Gatorade, all that other stuff, but this really opens up to a different audience, and you could really build a personal brand off of it. So I think it's great and interesting.
2: It, it it's great, but the one thing that is is scary about it, and most of them don't realize is. They're basing their influential and all this endorsement on a TikTok, on Instagram. And how many influencer stories do you hear about that then they lose access to their Instagram because maybe they were hacked and they going not have 2FA and this viral star now just lost all their followers. And there's no number you could call for Instagram. It doesn't matter if you're the legal person or the major influencer like that. Your business could be put to a halt because that's what they are a business. So you—that is a scary part of it, right? I like the two FA. You had well, if you're in a meta, throw in there. <laughs> if
0: you're a meta partner, there is a hotline just in case. Just only you have access. <laughs> There's no real hotline. They they that's a, a fake a hotline.
1: <laughs> but basically, influencer marketing has given access to small mom and pops who are able to now, you know, tweet someone or or send a DM to somebody. They could charge someone. They could get big exposure—the same exposure that people are getting through brands for hundreds of millions of dollars on television or other well, just more traditional much, outlets.
2: Look how much money is being spent on YouTube, you know, how, especially younger kids. And, and, and even myself, we spoke about it. Most of my content that I absorb now is on YouTube and it's sponsored YouTube content, right? Hey, this podcast brought to you today by Country Donuts and more. Well, not really, but, you know, that's the, the example of it is it's all endorsement deals, but based on a totally
0: different platform. It's not on TV anymore. It's still there, but it's moving and shifting. But YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. That's, yes. that's a big part of it, right? And it's owned by number one. D- so d- they're always going to make sure that they're fueling that machine of theirs for, for best user experience. And for ad revenue. Right. And <laughs> so, I mean, Homer, for you, mm-hmm. when you were a kid growing up, you were a football star, right? Do you think this influencer marketing would have changed your career, that you would have maybe got ahead earlier, or diff- you would have got different visibility?
3: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, I think the first hurdle would have been just getting comfortable marketing myself. Um, uh, I actually I, I really enjoy uh, the way the format is now, where you can just be an average Joe, but man, if you're willing to turn on a camera and speak into a mic, you can become somebody. You don't have to have this... Extraordinary talent, like you were talking about with the Michael Jordans and Derek Jeters of the world. I used to always say that, man. Everybody wants their career to be like Derek Jeter's, but that's just not a reality. So you played with Jeter. Yeah, I did. How was that? Oh, it was awesome, man. But you remember he was young. You know, he was the early stages of his career. Uh, when I went back in 04, he was full blown fl- superstar at that point. But uh, and for him to continue on and have a Hall of Fame career it was just amazing. Yeah, he's great being a part of that it's amazing
1: amazing to be a part of it so talk a little bit about what what it's like to be a professional athlete and how that translates into being a brand right because 20 30 years ago like you just said it wasn't even a thought or not if it wasn't a thought but it wasn't a thing but now today professional athletes uh, and teams have become a brand of their own with with recognition with money behind them all kinds of stuff so what do you how do you feel that's transitioned over the years
3: you know i really can speak from it like uh, like a former athlete right because uh all this has come about after my career and i wish it had taken it was taking place during my career uh i probably would have been a little bit more uh excited about marketing myself but that's the one thing that's the one hurdle i am getting over but i I would say um you know i would be engaging in the community more restaurants, um, you know, doing camps and clinics, you know, it brings out the outreach in you, I believe. Because you can't, you know, you can't be an athlete and sit at home and try to increase your your followers, right? You really need to get out there, shake some hands, um, do some baseball instructing, share what you know. And not only does it help grow your followers, but it reinforces what you know, your confidence, and people just like that. You know, they really enjoy being around people like that. Everything you're explaining is exactly what a business is. So
2: what you're basically saying is being a baseball player, a basketball player, is no different than running a business, right? Here I am running a local business. I have to be out shaking hands. I have to be out in the community. So it's no different. Well, now, running into the, you know, being a part of the Yankees, right? A mm-hmm. huge dynasty. And here you are, and you're just a, a small piece of, of a team. So back in 98, and mm-hmm. it, it's hard to mark yourself, right? The internet was yeah. Yeah. just coming about, right? Windows 95, we're all remembering getting the AOL disc in the mail, get your unlimited trial for a couple of days. Um, do you think it's easier now for baseball players and athletes to brand themselves when they're a part of a big team? Okay, yes
3: and no. And this is a a great angle here, right? So I always tell people, I was the 25th man for the New York Yankees. So now the fan base has 24 guys they get to love up. You know, there's only so much love they can throw out there. But if you're the number one man for the Kansas City Royals, then you're going to have probably a larger following. So for me, it would be tough. So the lower you are on the, the pedestal, it might be a little tougher. So, you know, to give you an example, one of my favorite stories is after the 98 World Series. Um, of course, there was a lot of appearances to be had. And J- uh, Jeter came to me. And he said, hey, Bushy, because most of the roster were veterans. And, you know, they had one of the World Series in 96. So Jeter said, hey, Bushy, look at here. He said, man, there's going to be a lot of like $2,500, $3,000, $5,000 appearances out there. Man, jump on them. Because we all did them back in 96. They're all yours to have. You see what I'm saying? So." It's one of those deals where, you know, you, you kind of grow as you, you know, the more successful you are, you grow not only as a player, but popularity as well.
0: Now, is this something that you're taking a look at with your son? Is he's an up-and-coming athlete? Are you you're looking to help build his, the brand
3: around him? Is that the approach you're taking? I am. As a matter of fact, you know, I really let him do his own thing. So if you check his social media, uh, he doesn't engage a lot, but when he does, he's a big hit. So he may put out a post, say once a month, but when he posts it, he's getting fifteen, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred likes. He's trying to grow, but he doesn't want to be out there like I was talking about. You know, I don't think it's a comfort level thing yet. I think, uh, I don't think he's ready to, like I say, turn on the camera and just be at it each and every day or a few times a week. It's extremely difficult for him to grow in that manner, but. As he continues and furthers his baseball career, the, the fan base gets bigger. Uh, there may be more opportunities for him. So uh, he's going to grow because he's likable, good-looking guy, and uh, he's uniquely athletic, athletic. He's big, fast. So his fan base is going to grow. His followers are going to grow. He's gonna, his marketing opportunities are going to come. But they could be a lot better. If he was a little bit more engaging, if you ask me. So what you're
2: saying to your son right now is turn on that camera and do a post every day. <laughs>
0: Listen, you gotta get out of your comfort zone every now and then. None of us did this before, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is something that we've we've inadvertently entered into through COVID and through other things. And you know, it's it's a lot of it is just getting outside of your comfort zone. I agree. So, I'm an IT guy. Well, let's transition <laughs> yeah. out of the uh, let's transition out of the rant for right now, uh, Homer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your your upbringing, where you came from, and and kind of the early years, getting into cool. athletics and getting into sports and getting into a higher level of
3: play. Cool, cool, man. I um, I love talking about some Homer Bush. So, man, you you got a while. <laughs> 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 no, so uh, born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois. Um, I have seven siblings. Um, what number are you? Um, number five. I always say if there's a middle number, and eight, I'm it. You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, you know, growing up in the City of St. Louis, um, sports was kind of the way out. You know, especially in the late 80, late eighties, early nineties, and so baseball was a big, <clears throat> big part of my life. But once I got into the high school ranks, I started playing some football and learned how to. Um, capitalize on that to get into college. So that was going to be my way out of East St. Louis. But the uh, So I signed my letter of intent in football. I had a couple of state records. Uh, say that so modestly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was trying, to play. <laughs> I was trying to play it like that. Just a couple. <laughs> and uh, so I signed my letter of intent in February. But June of that year in 91, the amateur draft happens. I was taken by the Padres in the seventh round. So from there, I venture into the minor leagues spend seven seasons, and going from city to city, just grinding, right, trying to make it happen, uh, get to the majors like everybody else. Um, do you remember the hideki Rabu trade? Sure. So I came over to New York, you know, in the hideki Rabu trade. So that's how I got to the Yankees. And um, from there, you know, I went to spring training in 98. Man, we had that magical season. 125 games, championship. I mean, arguably, arguably, probably one of the best teams ever assembled. Right?
0: That was the, the city was electric then. That was the year I moved to to
3: New York. That's
0: why the city was electric. Right? <laughs> yeah. But it no. was great.
3: Man. Yeah. So as you can imagine, anything after that is going to be a letdown. <laughs> but um, but during the '98 season, Cashman was really cool. He was like, "Hey, we're going to trade you so you can go somewhere and play. You know, we feel like you know you can be an everyday player." Uh, Roger Clemens comes to New York, so I always say I contributed to like a couple more championships by mm-hmm. helping Roger get here. So you guys yeah. are welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> uh, so I went to Toronto, played a little bit. You know, even though my heart may have, you know, thought I could play every day, my body just couldn't. You know, playing 162 games, uh, you know, aggressive on the bases, you know, speedster type guy, my body just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't take it. So. Uh, had a couple injuries and you know before I knew it it was just uh, I had gotten too expensive so teams were like hey we're gonna spend that kind of money for a guy like this we want him on the field and uh, during that whole time married my high school sweetheart we're still married today we have two beautiful kids I have a daughter who's uh, who graduated uh, from uni- University of North Texas she works with kids with autism I have a, a son who's um He's 21. He's at Grand Canyon University. He's uh, been named one of the top prospects for the upcoming MLB draft. So, um, you know, just a lot of good things happening, you know, to the bushes, you know, over the years. And then I get this new opportunity with the Ferry Hawks. It's uh, just been an amazing 2023. I always say 20, 20, <laughs> 20 through 21. I can give those back, but you know, <laughs> uh, 22 is OK, but 23 has just been amazing.
0: So, well, you'll be happy to hear that the, the group in this room is going to be working with you to break uh, a world record for autism acceptance coming up your opening weekend on April 29th. We'll have a celebration to celebrate what we did on April 19th.
3: That's awesome. My uh, uh, Eric, uh, team, uh, team owner slash president, was just telling me about that. Um, couple days ago, and uh, so he's trying to get my daughter to come in. So That's I great. I think that'll be pretty cool. We,
2: may ev- we need everybody we could get. Literally, every number. <laughs> every number we could, number every we could get. Every person counts.
3: Yeah. But it's going to be historic. Because previously, just so you know, because I know
1: you're not that familiar with Staten Island, mm-hmm. one of the only records that we hold is having the
2: world's largest landfill. So you can imagine <laughs> so, <laughs> you can
1: imagine how exciting that is to be a Staten Islander. It, it is and, the and only, ob-
2: only man-made object you could see from space on the East Coast. Correct.
1: <laughs> So these are the things that we're proud of.
2: <laughs> so is this your, so you now joining the team, is this mm-hmm. your first time in Staten Island? Have you been to Staten Island before? Uh, Just driving uh, through? I was here for <laughs> You could say you drove through, you could say.
3: <laughs> okay, I drove through.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. I got some laugh tracks now, this is great. Um, so now that you've been in Staten Island for a few days, as you're getting situated with the team, taking you all around what have you seen what do you like so far about the community
3: um i tell you what uh all the fanfare has been just amazing right man my wife was like when you come back to arizona brother are you taking out the trash (laughs) 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 but uh no it's actually been really cool and um i've been in a lot of schools uh went to a bank today uh gosh i mean i've been on the go and um it's been uh, it's been fun.
2: Well, we gave you a couch today. I know. We I want like you it. to sit, relax, and donuts later. And, and we <laughs> and we brought you some donuts. So as you're expanding through Staten Island, right now it seems like focusing on the north shore here, actually where the baseball field is, and great. And as you move on in the south shore, a staple of of Staten Island is country donuts. <laughs> so we had you. Uh, we have some uh, Staten Ferry Hawk custom donuts there for you. Oh, I love them. So yeah, That's we brought awesome. those for there. Amazing donuts, and we thank you from Eggy over at Country Donuts for donating those today.
0: So,
1: One of the things about community you were talking about, Mike alluded to, so you've never been here. Mm -hmm. We'll give you a little, I'm sure you've heard this, but Staten Island is a very close-knit community. We're unique, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes we say we're like a borough unto our own. That's good and it's bad because we're crazy, but (laughs) in the same respect, community engagement, doing business with each other, knowing people you do business with, is extremely important. It's been one of our recurring themes actually on the show about how to get involved with the community as a business owner, how to get involved with the community as a nonprofit. So coming in, taking the reins here, how do you plan to try and get, not you personally, the brand, right? Get everybody involved, get people excited about the Ferry Hawks, get people coming to games, get the the guys out there.
3: Yeah, so um, since I've been here the last few days, um, meeting with uh, sponsorships and ticket sales, you know, one of the things that I promised was that I want to get the players out into the community. You know, everybody wins. You know, they're at the point in their careers where they they're going to need to market themselves to, you know, be competitive with all the talent that's out there these days. And you know, you can't turn you can't turn on social media without seeing somebody throwing ninety five with a nasty cutter or hitting a four hundred fifty foot home run. If that those guys are the only ones that's being seen, then You know, it's going to be hard to make it. So they need to get out there, like I mentioned earlier, shake some hands, meet some people, just let people know, uh, you know, what you're doing, the type of person you are, um, and see you engaging with people because that's something that's huge with teams now with so much money being paid out to players. You know, they want to know what product are they getting in. And the only way for people to know is for you to show them. You know, you don't have to, you know, be embarrassed or – you don't have to be uncomfortable or feel like you're bragging when you post something positive, you know, you can do it, uh, just, Hey, just to let people know, you know, what's going on in your life. Like I said, so that's going to be extremely important to me. Um, you know, and I think it's a necessity when it comes to, uh, players being chosen to go to the next level.
0: Now in talking about brands, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, when people talk about you hear Homer Bush, like that guy was, that guy was fast. Like, Speed, right, and and that is one of the most unique things about your playing days, right? You were one of the fastest guys out there. That goes back to some of the records that you talked about earlier. You're going to be terribly frustrated on Staten Island when you try to drive down Highland Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting anywhere. <laughs> you might get a ticket from one of the speed cameras, right? You can't go faster than 25 miles an hour out here. Wow. Well, well,
2: you, uh, well to be honest, you could go 35. If okay. you go Once you go thirty-six,
0: you get the ticket in the mail. Wow, well, we got three. This <laughs> not week. you though. Eric has something figured out for you. You won't get any tickets. He told
2: me. <laughs> Eric will
1: pay for them. Eric's paying for everything. All the tickets
0: are on the Ferryhawks. I'm glad you told me. <laughs> so, have you been to any of the uh, any restaurants out here yet?
3: Um, Kilsborough. We went by there the other night, and dude, uh, crushed. We had like we tried like six or seven different things. And it was really good. And twenty or thirty different beers. <laughs> you can say that you're
0: allowed to say that <laughs> well that's good you're you're in for a treat though once you're out here and then the season's going some of the best food in new york city is out here so you'll have to venture out while you guys are doing your little league tours and really try different places that are really unique to staten island
3: yeah yeah. No, i um i got that feeling that um i hate to call them mom and pop or just say small businesses a lot of small businesses that uh uh, here in staten island so you know that's um that's pretty cool it's you okay know?
1: you don't offend people on staten island if you say mom and pop you, know? they okay. like you don't mom cool. and pop. right because <laughs> that's that's another thing that makes us unique it's you know you know it's generational it's timeless there's you know delis and salamaries that have been owned for families for generations and generations have you been to pastosa have you heard of Pastosa? No. <laughs> we will take you to Pastosa. Well, he, he said, he, if, said
2: yeah. he was in Arizona. They can't get Pastosa there. We can send an ambulance. No, we can't. We could send him an Andy oh, box. We, Yes. Well, he's here now. We don't we'll have to him. send it to him in we'll Arizona. We'll take him to Pastosa. Where, uh, <laughs> where in Arizona are you? I'm in uh, uh, Scottsdale. Okay. I lived on uh, Frank Lloyd Ragging, Scottsdale Road Oh, wow. Yeah. Many, many years ago. They say if you go to Arizona, if you're there for longer than three years, right, you're there forever. Mm-hmm. I was there for two years, 364 days, and came <laughs> back to Staten Island. Yeah. I, I also lived up in Cave Creek, so okay. uh, North 61st Street. Love Arizona. I could tell you, you're not getting past those. There's one Italian <laughs> deli that I would drive to the other side of the valley to get, like, a uh, Palio rigata and I would pay $20 for a little container. The fact of it.
1: that you just said the other side that's of the valley concerns me. That's, how you that's say what it is. it
2: is. It's a valley. Yeah, that's, that's how, how you I'm say sure ricotta instead of Ricotta, Rigat. ricotta. Right you so, said it wrong.
0: So I climbed Cam- Camelback Mountain once. Oh, you did? When I was a kid. We had some family friends that were out that way. TC- upper. Bayway, TCBY.
2: I tried to climb Camelback once and thought <laughs> a helicopter was going to have to come rescue me. <laughs> then that is a true story. <laughs> um, what's I your favorite
3: type of food? Um, well, being from the inner city, soul food is, you know, big part has always been a big part of my life. So, uh, but Italian and um, and I like Asian. Eric told them the right
2: Eric told them to say <laughs>
1: Italian and Asian. You can't walk seven paces without an Italian it, restaurant or something or a deli.
2: Italian, Every, you're in the right spot. I now I've heard and for soul food, I heard I think it's Shawnee's. In Shawnee's town. Kitchen, Yeah, I've heard is unbelievable. It's dynamite,
0: brand new, right? Yeah, very, uh, it's it's new wish. It's not brand new, but I mean the food's dynamite. It's have, not far you, from the state. You've been there.
2: Yeah, it's. Excellent. I have I've the pictures I've seen and what I've heard. It, it looks amazing.
0: It's not a big place, but it's the service is great. Uh, you feel at home. The owner comes out. She's she's cooking. She's talking to you. It's, it's a good spot. Oh, nice talk, about, talk
2: about branding being out, saying hi to your customers, shaking their hands. A, a, a reoccurring theme here.
1: So we're going to move back from regat. We're going to go back to the. We're going to try and pull it in. <laughs> so what? Uh, in twenty three, what are sort of the goals? If you had to identify two or three, or even as many as you like, goals for the team, goals for you, and goals for how we're going to put this team on the map and put this stadium on the map in St. Island?
3: Okay, so of course the ultimate goal is to win the championship. You know, so you know when you're preparing um, on the off season, like I am now, you know, uh, creating practice plans and stuff like that and as we play games throughout the course of the season, it's extremely difficult to try to build something and say, well, hey, I just want to win this many games, you know. Of course, you want to improve on last year, and no matter, you know, what you're doing. So if we don't win, I think, you know, winning 80 games is important. At least that tells us that we were very competitive and uh, we just got outplayed, you know. Um, That would be, I would say, our next best um, accomplishment. But... Overall, if we can put an exciting product on the field, day in, day out, you know, just imagine you come to the game, we're putting the ball in play, putting the ball in play hard, hitting some home runs, stealing bases, playing solid defense, uh, pitchers executing game plans, pumping strikes, making nasty pitches. You know, if we do that day in and day out, man, we're going to give some teams some fits. And you know, that would be a big, big picture goal and and get an opportunity to build on that for next year and the year after that and the year after that. That'd be cool. But but definitely um, if you ask uh, John Casimides, he won a championship. So I'm uh, <laughs>
1: well, that's always <laughs> that's,
3: the goal, right? It's always the but goal. It's
1: building. Like you said, it's always it's building. It's a process. Yeah, okay? it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Correct. Correct. <laughs> no, I agree. Now Dan's picking up something. There we go.
0: Well, you guys have a pretty – building that product and that brand and, and the excitement is bringing people to the stadium, right? And that helps any player, right? You get a little bit of attention out there and you feel like people are in your home, you're going to you're gonna play better. Absolutely. So the Eric, who you were talking about earlier, uh, worked with Gary and the crew and everybody to come up with a really cool promo schedule this year. Uh, things that are a little unique are the Lego night. There's two Marvel nights uh there is a bacon egg and cheese night nice. uh i'm coming that night <laughs> Well, you there. guys you guys could go to the italian heritage night be at the italian heritage night <laughs> uh there's star wars night there you go apparently i'm going to be at the stay game a lot this year <laughs> <laughs> so there's a couple other cool fundraisers that are happening nothing uh, irish
2: no they see saint patrick's day is now the season is not nothing started. irish you're be, not even Irish. What are you care? Well, because I want to give him something. They're trying to keep him out of the stadium. That's game. true. I appreciate that.
0: Every day is an excuse to drink, though, right, Dan? <laughs> I find one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, opening day is April 28th. Uh, again, we mentioned earlier, we are working collaboratively with the Fairy Hawks to break a world record for autism acceptance. That's the same weekend on uh, April 29th. But things like this, like just being able to collaborate and listen to what the community wants to get family out there getting to this promo schedule took a lot right so there's so many things that happen out here behind the scenes that people aren't aren't aware of and and hearing that you're going to be out in the community and getting some of your guys out there it's exciting so we're looking forward to it yeah, i it.
2: i absolutely think that with the promo schedule and we we've been saying this that's what's going to get bogies into the stadium uh, i'm not no longer an avid baseball fan and that's just because i don't have the time he's I've, not an athlete either i'm not gonna, clearly not an athlete <laughs> But so <laughs> came the opening day last year and never really came again. And sorry to say that. But here we are. And now when I look at a promo schedule like this, Superhero Day, I want to be a part of it. Star Wars Day, Lego. I want to bring my kids out to it who aren't really in the baseball yet. They're younger. But now I, there's a reason for me to bring them to the ballpark. And I think this is great. And it's smart branding and promotion to try to fill the stadium.
3: I agree. So, one of our, the
0: other. Ooh, ahead, I was going to say, our kids actually have a podcast as well. If you'd want to be interviewed by them. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's uh, better no, than this one. It Nine, is better it's better than it's a hundred percent better than this.
2: They are the best. They'll pretty much <laughs> just play sound effects and ask you <laughs> questions, but it's entertaining.
1: <laughs> I was going to say one of the things I was going to mention that Mike alluded to, but here on the island, the South Shore, the North Shore. So we were asking him questions before, and he probably doesn't even know that like there's that divide. There's like a Mason Dixon line of like. Of, of New York Lane. And it's it, de- it. Well,
2: it depends who you ask. Or the mall. Bec- right, it depends who you ask. Because if you ask people passport. in Tottenville, they'll tell <laughs> right. you that lying is paid javing. Right, right.
1: <laughs> so, Homer, the point is that there are different sections and different divides, right? The okay. point being is that the schedule that you guys have created, to Dan's point, the entertainment in conjunction with the baseball and with the team mm-hmm. has made it to that side of the island, the South Shore of Staten Island, which is where Mike and I are from. And Last year, there wasn't a lot... Oh, I'm sorry. Dan is there, too. I apologize. But, you're, but, see, but to me, you're not. You're, I'm in Eltingville. He lives two blocks from me. Why did I think you were in Westerly?
0: I'm not. Because I'm Irish. That's why.
1: <laughs> it must be. See? Yeah. Even, it's even worse. All right, so I apologize. So we're all from the South Shore. But Dan needs to know everything because of his job. And I try and know everything because of my company. But in reality, the general folks on our side didn't know anything about what was going on here. Hmm. And that wasn't anybody's fault. It was year one building getting the footing but now year two you already have a great package of stuff that people know about so you're already a step ahead you're already in a good position because people know and are excited to bring families and kids here so this is a good step in the right direction in my opinion as far as what the guys behind the scenes have been doing and now bringing you on board and what it's going to do so i think you have a great season out of you
0: yeah wait till you see the little league systems out here
3: they're they're incredible speaking yeah. of little league system i heard down now. i did hear about the North and the South, and I heard in the South they have some really good baseball programs down there. So looking forward to uh, getting out, seeing some games, and uh, learning about baseball. Because they say north. Williamsport is going to go through Staten Island this year, so okay. I'm excited to see.
2: It wasn't Great Kills Little League in the Little League World Series last year? A couple of years ago they won it.
1: They uh, did, right? And it was I only know that because it was a joseph Great joseph by Joseph-by-the-Sea pitcher that he went to St. Joe's, a guy named Bruno. He was the pitcher on that team but i don't we don't say that name bruno we don't talk about bruno um uh,
0: so my son's in great kills it's a it's a great program you know it's but it's a higher level of play than typical little league mm-hmm. when you get out there you see these facilities it's like it's like nothing i saw growing up in chicago we played on dirt fields with like a train in the background that hopefully the ball didn't hit while Sandlot. it was <laughs> going by. It, it was but that's how it should be you know uh but out here it's these facilities are great everywhere from snug to mid-island Great Kills, South Shore. There's really just a, a great level of play out here. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And stay away from the parents because you see the parents <laughs> are crazy. If you think if you
1: think you know crazy parents, you have no, idea. A, you have no idea. Every
0: parent thinks their kid's going to be the next Homer Bush. Right. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how they play. Well, you know, I was a parent. I was a parent. So <laughs> 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 but you weren't a parent in Staten Island.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, to, it's totally different. Totally different.
2: And, and it's the same for every sport here in St. I remember going back to when I played. I played hockey, you know, pickup sticks for There's at least one year. Professional. Pick like up sticks. I played, <laughs> and, and the and the parents were fist fighting at the Skagen Pavilion in the stands. Fist fighting, like the kids are down on the ice, and we're like the game stopped, and the refs are fighting. They're fist fighting up in the stands. Wow! Yeah, welcome to St. Island. And that was it's the first, real fun. That play. was the first quarter. Oh, this was, was like quarter. a regular season game. Yeah. There was nothing to do with Doesn't anything. Matter. And everybody gets a trophy. I
1: hate that. Let's not, actually, you know what? Let's ask you. you <laughs> I'd love to hear your opinion on that. How do you feel about the
3: fact that nowadays everybody gets a trophy? Second round of the day. I'm actually okay with it, right? Okay. So, for this reason alone, you know, they, they practice, then they go play. But most teams, the cards are stacked against you because you have pa- your parents who built these power teams that's gonna go up go around and beat up on everybody it's not like the competition is like equally divided and then they just go out and play you know so for me having parents get involved to the degree that they have and you've got to keep the kids excited because baseball is a it's a totally different monster there's more failing than succeeding they're long games uh long hours you know you can potentially play five or six games on a Sunday to try to win a championship. And why should we only, you know, reward the people that has like, who really hasn't built the team. They just put a team together. Two dads got together. You take your best five. I take my best five. I mean, how are the, how the average athlete supposed to compete with that? So they're going to go their whole careers and not get a trophy. You know? So, you're either going to give it to them all the time or you're going to give it to them when they win. And, you know, every community has this team or two or three.
1: I can think of three in my head right now.
3: I right. Say you see what I'm saying? So I got those parents right here. I know. Who they are. <laughs> so for me, you know, I want to keep the other players motivated. And uh, so in that sense, I'm, I'm okay with it.
1: All right. So it's official. Homer says, everyone can get a trophy. I'm okay with it. I was against
3: it. But if, if a
1: professional athlete Ted said it's all right, I'm all right with it, I guess.
2: <laughs>
1: Changed my dynamic right there.
2: So he, he mentioned the... Uh, That's it. You he can't me- he, he really change him. He's lying. Here. No, <laughs> he doesn't mean something. He's so like Homer's
3: a bum. We, <laughs>
2: him, you, we mentioned The Sandlot. What's your favorite baseball movie?
3: Holy cow. Man, when it comes to movies, I'm just not with it. Um... I couldn't name a Marvel character a movie to save my life really today, but...
2: well, And that's why you were the <laughs> fastest player on the Yankees, and I, I'm I'm a professional sitting on a couch and watching a movie guy. <laughs> I, I will, I will give you Major League. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> or falling out of a chair. <laughs> I will give you Major League is my answer, though. There you go. That is a great movie. Yeah. Score. Dude, some funny lines in that oh. movie. Yeah. So we asked,
1: we asked you about the aspirations and the goals. Mm-hmm. What do you think the hurdles will be in 23?
3: Well... You know, it's a, it's an experienced league, um, so I got to make sure that the clubhouse culture is going to be on point. Um, make sure I get some good leaders that can help lead the younger players. Um, because I didn't mention earlier, but, you know, I'd like to get, you know, all of them, of course, to affiliated ball. But if we can get five or six guys you know usually most pitchers go if we can get a position player or two, that would be great so in order for me in order for us to accomplish that um we're gonna need some veteran leadership so i gotta it's gonna take me time to identify uh who my leaders are going to be, make sure the clubhouse culture is great and um from there, just go out and play and uh identify quick adjustments that need to be made you know that's another hurdle that um uh, I'm looking forward to actually. Uh,
2: how important do you find it to make, to try to get some Staten Island talent on the team?
3: You know, I don't find it difficult at all. Um, it's just I just need to get in front of more um, more Staten Island players. That's a huge goal of ours. I don't know if you know if we um, if uh, Eric has mentioned that you know up until this point. Um, getting a lot of local talent, especially Staten Island talent is, is extremely important to us. Um, we actually have a couple players already signed on the contract now, uh, Mike Edelman and um, uh, Christian Algretti. So the, I personally feel they're going to have a huge impact on our, our success this summer.
2: And on the marketing side, it's a huge way to bring people in the community because they want to come. These they, they know people in the community. They're, they're vested with the, in them, and they want to see them succeed, so they're going to be here as well.
3: Huge plus.
0: Uh, a couple other promos and things that we didn't talk about. The fireworks night here. You have, hands down, this has got to be the best view you've seen in any stadium, right? Any minor league no stadium doubt. out there? No doubt. So you have New York City as the the, the backdrop of the stadium. Beautiful. The firework nights out here are incredible. So throughout the weekends, uh, primarily through June, July, August, uh, definitely come out for the fireworks nights. They're they're incredible. they competitive with Macy's out there. So... Uh, come check that out. Also, the Savannah Bananas are in town, right? Yes. So, what do you think about it? Still talked about how things have changed and going back to being viral and and everything else. Let's talk about these guys. These guys are like the the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, and it's all because they were an in, an in internet uh, sensation, right? Like they're they're social media at its best.
3: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Um... You know our style of play is about uh bringing more action to the games into the games, and what they do is amazing. They have all these weird rules, but the game is always active it's not a lot of you know dead time and I think that's why they're hugely successful and you know the other thing is that these guys can actually play these guys have played a high level of baseball. It's not like these are just. Um, guys who played up into high school and they're they're done. These guys, these are uh, X Men leaguers. Guys played had big big D one careers and uh, and they're very entertaining. You know they crafted a product and they just keep getting better and better and better. So for me, um, there's a movie from back in the day, um, the Bingo long Bingo traveling long stars with. Like uh, Richard Pryor, Billy D. Williams. Didn't look it up. It reminds me of that. Check it out. It's um, Billy uh-huh. D. You know who Billy D. is, right? Yeah, Star Wars. There you go. But don't I remind you, of Billy D. When you look at me, Star Wars. when you like, you got that smooth voice. You like that?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are the
3: Savannah Bananas
1: good baseball team. Because I'm waiting for some. Are they? Because I, all I know is their social media rhetoric. I, fi- I mean, that's but that's what I know. I'm not a baseball guy. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But. I know them, and I know millions of people know them for what they do on social. But they are a good team, is what you're saying. They actually are, okay.
2: Yeah. And When when they come, are they actually playing the Ferryhawks?
3: That's in the works. I think uh, if players want to, you know, engage, they can. Uh, so I I don't know the. Uh,
2: so it's not an official game. They almost come and put on a show. It's, it's a show. This is, is their world tour. Yeah. This yeah. is their oh, world so tour. it's 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 a show. Yeah. Okay.
3: Oh, I tell you what. Have you seen? Have you like read their rules and uh Oh my gosh! My you,
0: favorite, my favorite one is that if if there's a foul ball and one of the fans yeah. catch the ball, <laughs> it counts as an out.
3: It counts as an out, dude. It's something with the strikeout, like on strike three, they they get to the run all the way to second base before they. It's something where, oh my gosh, if there's a, uh, I believe a walk. I'm sorry, a walk. You get to the batter has to keep running and so many players have to touch the ball before they can tag the person out. I mean, it is like... Entertaining, though. It's entertaining, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah.
0: I saw a guy taking his... He had his bat on fire, and he's taking swings (laughs) up there. Who else? Johnny Damon was out there taking swings with them. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that's a permanent thing, but... No, I don't think... (laughs) (laughs) But he was out there. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to put you on the spot.
1: Okay. This is a question we didn't even predetermine, but I'm just thinking. I know that leadership and ownership and, and the guys here are thinking about the investment in you and how integral you're going to be to the team are also thinking about what we're going to do in the off season, mm-hmm. right? So there are thoughts and things in the works to try and do things here as an entertainment hub outside of the world of baseball when, when the season's over. Okay. Do you have any ideas of what would be or what would make a good show or something that can be done here?
3: Man. I'm a huge little baby fan, man. You gotta get little. You got you gotta there get you little go. baby in the house. You get a little baby in the house, man. And that's it, sold out. That's all the revenue they need that's for it. the rest. They, of- that's <laughs> a good example.
1: We gotta we gotta put that down. We gotta write that down. Yeah. Make sure
3: we'll, we'll do the promotion for that. We'll do the promo <laughs> for that. We'll
2: sell it out. Sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, concert. Yeah, it's rap concert. But Way we
2: we've been saying that this is a great venue to, to put, the to put music. See. There'll be a big music event. Here. Can we make sure we get some punk rock here? No, that's not a part of it. <laughs> Dude,
0: I said, little That's baby, the, how, do
3: we, <laughs> how do we land no punk rock? I said, <laughs> <"A> little baby. It's all about
2: me, he's on that couch That's why he's on
0: that couch. <laughs> That's why we got to get to Wu-Tang Night. That's a, yeah, no, we you gotta got to get the hometown heroes out. Well,
3: listen, <laughs> Wu and Nas, they just announced the 2023 World Tour. You saw that. Yeah. It's big. Bro, you get I, so, you got, I'm, so I'm in the cab the other day, and there's a car next to me, and it's bumping at, uh, anytime you need me, you know, with the, I think it was the Red Man the remix. I was like, holy cow man this is new york like, dude, it was so loud it was as if i, got, I was in the car with this guy that's <laughs> one of
1: the things that we're famous for i yeah. mean are,
3: you know wu-tang Clan. oh yeah
1: I'm yeah no doubt good. yeah I'll just make it sure <laughs> otherwise we we'll have to ask you to leave no. <laughs>
0: you'll see method man at trader joe's yeah <laughs> <laughs> red man kidding. hangs out at the mall yeah
3: it's
1: yeah.
0: just all iconic people well, let's see. That.
3: method thing got into like working out right And not he like buff I think he boxes, lifts, he does a couple different things. Wow. Right? He's got
1: a lot of free time, so, I mean,
0: <laughs> do whatever you want, right, at this point. A couple of platinum records. His kids went to my wife's daycare over at the Wonder Years off of Seaver. That's interesting. Yeah. Very cool.
2: did he own a cigarette, like an e-cigarette company at one point, too, or? Oh, yeah? I I could be
0: completely wrong. I don't know. I think he's got a cannabis line.
1: I would assume so. I in love.
3: Ooh, dang. <laughs> They so. was hey, they was rocking at Cadmus back in the day. <laughs> it was just them and Snoop Dogg. You know? Before that's it was legal. Right. Now it's
2: when you're yeah. when you're a celebrity it's legal, <laughs> apparently.
1: That's the line in the sand. You can't
2: Snoop Dogg and Half Baked, uh that's my favorite. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. That's a great movie. Just thinking of you
1: watching
0: Holy that girl. scares me. Does it? I can see Bloomfield feeding the horse, right? Feeding, the, feeding potato <laughs> chips to the horse.
2: Hungry <laughs> <laughs> girl. <Homegirl. laughs>
1: so I know that uh, you've been being paraded around, like you said, and you're doing all these things, which is great. So, so thank you for doing that, you know, because it means a lot to the community. But there were a couple of other uh, shows and interviews you did. I know the other day you did one with a local school or local kids group, uh, and I did it here, I think, right? Uh, uh-huh. No, I went to the schools. Oh, you went to the school. I thought I yeah. thought there was a podcast or they did something. Oh no, you
3: know, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't
1: know. I saw it on social media. Yeah, yeah. That was, And that was for uh, for young kids and so that yeah. that was great of you to do that. How'd that experience go
3: for you? Oh, it was awesome. And uh, you know, so the whole time I'm looking at this young man, and he's better at this gig than I am. And I'm thinking to myself, Homer, man, you gotta get it together. But to, uh, to be interviewed by the young man was was awesome. I mean, he was uh, Self composed, um, and you know, you can tell that uh, it's something he really wants to do long term. So, and he had like eight or ten of his homies with him, and they were, you know, support them. And it was, it ended up, I just, uh I just, just love the whole opportunity because uh, I'm gonna follow that young man and see how things turn out for him the next few years.
2: Yeah, don't worry, by next year, he'll be making eight million dollars on <laughs> yeah, YouTube a right. year. <laughs> Don't or you? But you, you were the catalyst. Remember that. I'll remember, remember that. Don't <laughs> you wish there was this opportunity when we were younger? Yeah. <laughs> I used to record into a boombox, like a fake DJ and music <laughs> and box. radio show, and then play it back. Now the kids <laughs> can actually just go and put it on YouTube and become famous. My kids watch Ryan. Kid makes like eighty million dollars a year. It's
0: unboxing. Oh. Toy reviews. Toy reviews. That's well, everything simple. he sells. They, they sell the Ryan-branded toys now. Now they do, And yeah. they're just junk. They're junk. It's all plastic, right. junk. Plastic, yeah, that pay, plastic. It plastic junk. Plastic we
2: pay. We buy Plastic junk that stopped. we pay $30 for a mystery egg that my daughter- That's it, the mystery wheel. My right, son got one. The mystery the, wheel. You pull oh, things yeah. out. doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, you get the different toys. And yeah. then what
1: do you do with it once you've emptied the toys? He does nothing. He
2: just, well, she, she now it's puts it. something now in garbage. A bin. She puts them in a bin. Oh, yeah. And then every once in a while, takes them out. No, you throw the bin away. There's nothing else you can do. Talk about branding and marketing. That's a family- that figured out how to brand their son, and and the son appears to love what he does. So at least he's doing what he loves. Yeah, but this eight-year-old behind kid, the scenes come out. Yeah, well, <laughs> the unedited footage. Well, if you actually if you read up the story on the family, the mother prior to them doing that used to shoplift. <laughs> they didn't have money. <laughs> they didn't have money to buy clothes. She was actually arrested numerous times. She would shoplift clothes. Now they have a house. That's just a house where they film Ryan's toys, they, which is a multi million dollar mansion. And then they have the real house. So they, this this son helped to make this whole family. The father, I think, was an engineer. You watched the I thought old. you were going to say the father was like a drug addict. That's just <laughs> no. No, I think like, just the mom was Robinson. Just mom was, just meat, mom was stuff. I hope, Now man, they're multi millionaires. And, and this is electric, I guess. I'm you know, just saying that. I we're going to cut this together. out of the show, just so you know. <laughs> this is all coming
1: but out.
0: Eight year old kid, make $80 million a year. <coughs> wow. So, Homer, you've been here. Like you said, a couple of days. Do you have any questions for us about Staten Island or the community or anything?
3: No, I'll tell you what. Um, next time we get together, I'll have some questions. But I've been uh, well-educated on Staten Island the last few days. And, uh, man, looking forward to uh, actually experiencing Staten Island firsthand uh, here in the next month. So so, so we're going to set it up. We're going out. So do it. We'll
0: do it. I'm not scared. Tickets. Oh no, we'll take you out. <laughs> <All right.
3: laughs> yeah, we'll take you out. For sure.
0: <laughs> so tickets are on sale right now at ferryhawks.com. We're looking forward to this new season. You really got a great promo schedule up. And Homer Bush, thank you for being our guest. Thank you for coming to the island and trying to create something positive out here. We really appreciate it and we're looking forward to the season. So again, thank you. Thanks to my co-host Anthony Rappuchulo from PR Scission, Mike Bloomfield from Techie Geek.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And I'm
0: Dan Ryan. All right. That's, That's a, a wrap. Guys.
2: i right. oh, oh, no, yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>